I realized at some point in my career that I'm best at lifting people up. I like to break down and rebuild. And so when it comes to like helping an artist to arrive at their best selves and making somebody's vision come to life, there are a lot of questions that need to get asked. Simple things are complicated, love becomes overrated. That's just what I think so. What's up, guys? This is Philip from Vision Quest Sound. Welcome to our podcast. As artists and musicians, how can we add real value today? On this show, we focus on leadership and productivity for today's creators. Episodes include advice recaps from our blog and my favorite interviews with artists and influencers. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mark. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Uh, my name is Mark Solomon. I'm an audio engineer and a music producer, a multi-instrumentalist and a guitarist of 20 years, uh, born and raised in the South Florida and went to college in New York City. And uh, I've been in California for about 10 years now, and that's a little bit about who I am, what I've been. Yes, love your energy. Take us back to Little Mark. When you first fell in love with music, what was going on in your world? Man, music's always been there for me, no matter what, you know. When I was 12 years old, I was looking for a bunch of things uh, to do that would uh, kind of like define me as a, as a man growing up. And I, I did fencing, I played baseball, I was a Boy Scout for a while, um, but none of them really stuck, you know. Like, baseball was hard as mm -hmm. I went into middle school. I found mountain biking, and what happened mm -hmm. was I was racing one day, or getting prepared for a race with my team. I hit a tree. <laughs> And I had to get stitches in my leg. So I couldn't ride for a little while. I started playing guitar. And I started learning punk rock. And Green Day was really big for me back then. Specifically mm -hmm. the Warning album. Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of these, uh, these early punk records were inspiring to me. And led me to become, you know, a producer. So when I went to high school, I went to a fine arts high school. And Senor Branca was my muse, and he taught me uh, a lot of my basic fundamentals as a guitarist. And uh, I had a few other really great teachers, Gary Fox, this other guy, Carlos, who I have no idea where he went to. Uh, he taught me how to play some really cool vibes. And, you know, otherwise, uh, I've had a few mentors along the way, and I've just kind of dug right into it. From graduating from high school, I got signed to a band, which uh, eventually got on a billboard about a year after that. And uh, it just opened a lot of doors for me, you know. Who are some of your guitar heroes? Any guitar nerd probably is familiar with the G3 lineup, like the Ingve Malmsteen to Steve Weiss. Um, Johnny Lang was really big for me, Eric Clapton, um, Derek Trucks. Yeah. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, I, I studied Jimi Hendrix really deeply, actually. And uh, <laughs> a lot of my double stop stylings came from his kind of repertoire. And I got to record his brother one time, so that was an honor too, you know? What? Yeah, wow. Leon wow. Hendricks. He was pretty Killer, good. Killer, man. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> Making history already. It's kind of amazing how my career lends itself to these legacy projects, you know? Like a lot of my biggest successes in music were like, all right, we're here right now, let's go. You know, <laughs> and it's like, who who knows who's in the room, what's going to happen. There was one time I was working and Suge Knight walks in and I didn't even know it was him. I turned it around. I'm like, oh, hello. And he's like, yeah, sounds good. I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. And I just kept working. After he left, they were like, that was Suge Knight. I'm like, oh, the Suge Knight. <laughs> and that was before it all went down with Suge Knight, if you all know what I'm talking about. Cool. So besides producing and engineering for other artists and film projects, which we should talk about later, are you an artist too? Are you working on music? Yeah. You know, I realized at some point in my career that I'm best at lifting people up. 
you know? So even though I do have a lot of really great ideas, I feel like my ideas are best when applied to somebody else's stylings, you know? So for example, like with the, the Just Susan project, you know, which is my main kind of like creative endeavor these days. Um, I'm a co-writer, co-producer in it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those ideas that we're using for her songs are ideas that I've written like throughout the years. And we just ended up using them for uh, her feels and they just work, you know, for her sound. And, you know, I, I always ask people this question like, hey, uh, in a perfect world without any limitations, your sound would be a mix of blah, 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 hanging out with blah, 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 right? So to answer that question, it might be the lyrical context of Jason Mraz kind of vibes. You know, I, I hate to, to compare myself too much to somebody else because I'll never be them. But I really dig the way that Jason Mraz is able to articulate his vibe, you know, his words. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think as a musician, I wish he would be a little more risky. Sorry, Jason. I think you're amazing. But as a <laughs> I wish he could be more risky. So I feel like if John Mayer's guitar playing were with Jason Mraz's voice, that'd be really cool. But then also, if Mark Ronson were the third guy in the room with his drum machine, I think that would be a really, really, really cool sound. And I would say that my stylings lend itself to an organic sort of top line with mm -hmm. a synthetic, hard-hitting backbeat. Ooh, love it. Hey, Mark, real quick for our audience, uh, where can we go to follow you? Sure. Uh, Instagram, Mr. Solo Music with a K. So Mr. Solo Music. Tell us a little bit about what's in store for your future. I hope to uh, be nominated for more awards. I hope to have more films on Netflix. I hope to collaborate with really amazing artists and create content that really defines the time we're in. I know you're a producer, engineer, writer. More than that, of course. What challenges do you see, I guess we can call them clients, but the artists that you help what are some common things that they come to you for? Um, I call it the school of get your stuff together. <laughs> My kind of uh, school of thought is to get people to perform to their best, but while breaking old habits. Because as I know from being a musician of 20 years, the old habits that we build for ourselves because they just are working right now, they don't always work as we move forward with our careers, you know? And so I like to break down and rebuild. And so when it comes to like helping an artist to arrive at their best selves, oftentimes it's enhancing the good while subduing the bad and breaking down old habits. Like for example, if a person's like an okay guitarist, you know, we got to get into mm -hmm. some muscle memory and we got to break down some of the old things that they're, you know, like techniques that they're not really engaging in. Yeah. So breakdown, rebuild. I would say that is my main school of thought when it comes to helping people arrive at their best selves. Gosh, love that, man. Now I know who to send, you know, artists to that are needing help. You know, I have tons of respect for what you do as a producer, creator. We kind of help people. Indeed. I feel that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the biggest challenge because when we have these great ideas in our mind, like for example, we dream of a song, right? And then we wake up and we try to perform that song. The translation is sometimes uh, not really what it was in your mind. Like I could tell you, I, I could visualize the dream I had last night, but if I try to tell you, it won't look like it did in my mind. And so when it comes to making an idea come out of my speakers and making somebody's vision come to life, there are a lot of questions that need to get asked. There's a lot of visualizations that need to happen, you know?
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the upcoming producer, engineer, the younger kid on the block, what advice can you give to him? It's not a race. It's a marathon. So pace yourself. And know that when you get there, you'll be there. But until you're there, you're not there. And that's, that's an analogy for your skill set. Work on being the best you, if possible. You know, the best you in the moment. You know, every record, every recording we make is just a representation of where we are and where we've been and where we'd like to go. But be okay with the process and love the process for what it is. Touch me like a sunrise. Me like no Let's talk about some of the local artists or projects that you've helped. Who are some of the ones that you're just going bananas about? I really enjoy Susan's project. It's a good project and it lets me be creative and fun. Johnny Blaze is an up-and-coming artist that I've been working with, and he's got a nice hybrid sound of, like, hip-hop and organic layering, but also, like, a fat, like, kind of, like, backbeat. And it lets me really use the drum machine a lot, so that's fun. Loa Grayson, my, uh, my Hawaiian brother, and his family, uh, we just wrapped a 25-song album, um, which highlights his father's legacy. It's been really amazing to, to find a new life for these old pieces of music. I'm excited to be part of it. Sweet like a pop tart with raspberry filling. You give me the feeling on my head is spinning. Cause I don't do sugar, but you're too appealing. So I'll take a hit cause your lips don't quit. You know, the first song that Susan and I wrote together about a year and a half ago or so is called Sunrise. And it's, uh, it's kind of a, a straightforward folk song, but it's got like a unique push to it. I've never really been okay with like just a boring chord progression. So instead of that, it's got like a, a nice little kind of movement. And uh, I dig the chorus of it. And people tell us they really dig that song. So it's been working for us. And we're about to drop a record called Chasing Butterflies. Um, and the reason that it's called Chasing Butterflies is, uh, is an ode to Susan's mother, the late great. Miss Lucas, Chi Lucas. The reason that she, uh, we called it Chasing Butterflies is because her mom's favorite animal was a butterfly. So every time Susan sees a monarch butterfly, it reminds her of her mom. It, led, it lends itself to the, uh, the Sun Soul Records release of Chasing Butterflies. The song that we're showcasing here is called Sunrise. Awesome. Sunrise. Touch me like a sunrise. What's your company called? Epic Music Spaceship. What's going on in your madhouse, in your man cave? Let's geek out on some cool stuff. Okay. Tell me what you got going on and, and what you do inside there. Pretty much everything from yoga to making music. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, we have a lot of fun in here. It, I love this space. This location 
it's been a blessing, you know. I used to have a, a proper iHeartRadio station in here, and I had all oh. kinds of like successful actors and and TV stars come over for their for, for this podcast project I used to have. I used to work for a company out of Florida, and they uh, turned this place into a radio station. My heart is in lifting up projects like what I'm doing with Susan or John Blaze, Loa Grayson. I love singer-songwriters. I am one, so I'm an advocate mm-hmm. for them. And so my space is oftentimes a film set or a jam room or a recording space or a place to bring your features. And it, it's, been, it's been dolled up in all kinds of different ways, but people mostly like it because it feels like New York in here because, you know, if it's got a Brooklyn thing going on. It's a very decorated place, to say the least. If y'all have ever been here and want to come by or check me out on the gram, you know, I got an analog tape machine over there. I got a 1983 yeah. vintage organ next to the Whisper Room. You know, mics everywhere, guitars everywhere, shoes on the floor, carpet all wrinkled, <laughs> record player, vinyls, lights everywhere, preamps, compressors, limiters. <laughs> keyboards, everything, you know, really just anything that you might need to create a sound from the ground up. And that's just what we've done here. And I've been able to become a Hollywood staple in this location. And I'm grateful for everyone who books sessions, you know. That's so awesome. Congrats on that. Indeed. Thank you. The results that you're getting with Susan and I heard a few of your tracks, fantastic. Thank you. What draws you to that, to that acoustic singer-songwriter vibe? I just love it. I think it's so cool. You know, I started playing guitar and I started singing, you know, right after that. And I just really dig the idea of a person being able to just hold a room with an instrument and their voice and their energy. There's some kind of romance in that for me. I have a Strat. It's a white American Strat. I call it Excalibur. I also have an SG. I got a Gibson Acoustic, a Martin Acoustic, and a few others. I got a Yamaha. I got a mandolin in here. Um, I got uh, Fernandez, which is a Florida brand. But my main two guitars, main three guitars are my Gibson Acoustic, which I called uh, the Spirit of Crow. You know, the late, great uh, Mr. Crow, no longer with us. Um, His energy lives on through my guitar. My guitar, Allie, the SG. She's got a thick tone, you know. And then the Strat, you know, because I love Jimi Hendrix so much. Let's talk about this COVID-19 situation that has hurt everyone, the world. I never heard of it. What are you talking about, man? (laughs) How are you coping with this as far as being a creator and and, and doing what you normally do? The way that I get around um, this this terrible pandemic that we're facing is washing my hands a lot (laughs) and making sure we clean ourselves every time we walk in the room because I'm trying to keep this studio um, like a church because it is that. Amen. Creatively, I got a system hooked up to where I'm able to stream quality, like high quality music. I'll tell you all about it. It's an iRig, right? It's it's a forty dollars solution, and uh, it gives me the ability to run signal from my computer into my iPad, and it sounds better than if it was coming through the phone uh, mic or like an iPhone mic, you know, headphone microphone, right? Mm. And so I'm able to still to uh, to do work with people, and I've been doing a lot of live streaming because. Man, I just thrive off of being with people in the room. Folks sometimes say, hey, can you work for me? Like when I'm not there, I have to work. I'm like, "Eh, I'd rather you be here, but yes, I could. But now (laughs) I have to get through that. You know, I have to get past that. Yeah, most of the reason was because oftentimes I would do things when people aren't here and they wouldn't like it and then they didn't want to pay for it. And I'm like, ugh, that's annoying. In this scenario, 
I have to work around it and I have to meet the needs of the artist while still staying afloat. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ten years ago, uh, when I was working in New York City at a record label called Phase One, um, mm-hmm. I was honored to work with Paul Couture, one of the best artists on the, on the label Phase One. Phase One is responsible for Dance Mix USA and uh, a few other big projects that have happened over the years, but they've been a company for over 40 years now. That being said, through Paul, I met Shwayze. Shwayze invited me to California, and my first session with him was at Danny Way's house. Danny Way is a pro skater, and he's, uh, he owns DC Clothing. As far as being, a, a, being mentored and being in, in good company, Immediately, I was thrown into a, a situation that's just a gift that keeps on giving. So, Shwayze has been there for me. You know, he's always been a good friend. And uh, he's, he's opened a lot of doors for me. So, I got to work with Keisha Cole. And I got to work with members of the Pussycat Dolls. And uh, I got to record for G-Eazy and Mod Sun. And those are a few of the artists through that lane of Interscope people I met. Recently, I became an engineer for Thug Life. Um, the late, great Big Psych um, was blessed upon me, and I recorded all of his stuff before he passed away a couple of years ago now. Yeah, man, it was, it was tough, but because I recorded the last stuff that he recorded, you know, in his career, and I think he knew it was coming. He had a heart condition, and one day, I turned on the news, and that was that, you know? Big Psych went with all the other legends, you know, but Big Psych um, was the right-hand man to Tupac. And so through Big Psych, I got to record Tupac's brother, Mo Prem, OG Macadocious, who was also part of the All Eyes on Me crew. And, uh, and I still work with Baby G, you know, and me and Baby G are working to finish the Big Psych legacy and hopefully release it alongside his Big Psych's family. And, uh, you know, th- those are a couple of the names that uh, I've been blessed with, uh, you know, David Banner as well. Um, was part of this film called Never Heard that I scored. Those are a couple of the names, you know. We should call this the Legacy Series with Mark Solomon, you know, part one, part two. <laughs> well, even with Loa Grayson's project, that's a legacy project, you know. Yeah. yeah. Amen to that. Definitely a blessing. Amen. Tell me a little bit about your recording process. What's your DAW and what's your main workflow there? Sure. Uh, I'm a beast on Pro Tools. You know, I've been on Pro Tools now since I was about 14, and I'm 32, so yeah. I know Pro Tools pretty well. There's a couple of things I don't know. I feel pretty confident with my, with my Pro Tools hand. Then also, uh, all my instruments, you know, like Pro Tools is just a way to capture sound. When it comes to getting an idea out, I mean, the idea is if you can, you know, sit or stand at your rig and accomplish whatever idea is in your mind to the best of your ability and be okay with it, that's a success, you know? Ultimately, I've tried to make this whole studio playable. So at any time, 
anything in this room works, you know, enough to at least get the idea out. Like, there's a couple things I could have. Like, if I had some steel drums or some timbales, that'd be cool, but I don't have that much space. <laughs> um, actually, next to the toilet in the bathroom is a pair of bongos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And so everything is jammable in here. I got mics everywhere, you know, and, and ultimately I just want this room to make sense, you know. You know, I try to make it so people can come in here and get the idea out as seamlessly as possible without having to fight with the idea. Hi, this is Philip, and I just wanted to thank you for listening today. If you've got this far, if you're enjoying our show, please support our podcast. Visit anchor.fm slash Sound. Any amount that's in your heart will help sustain future episodes. I'm Philip from Vision Quest Sound, signing off.